Good afternoon. How are you doing? Welcome and hello. Hello, hello. The sun popped out here today in Oregon. What about you? What's the weather doing in your neck of the woods? <laughs> the sky is so blue, you know, and outside of my office window, the sweet gum trees are changing their colors from an array of light green to yellow gold. And across the street, the maples are displaying a beautiful, beautiful autumn apricot. And our hundred-year-old red oak in the backyard has started dropping its beautiful six-point. They're just massive leaves on the lawn. <laughs> My husband, Don, has his work cut out for him till, hmm, how long do they? I think they drop hmm, till about mid-December when the last of the leaves fall and announce winter has arrived. Mm. I love the four seasons here in Corvallis, Oregon. Ah, yay, USA. Welcome. Now a special hello to my international lens listeners. Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> I very much appreciate you chiming in. I'm looking forward to sharing this episode with all of you. Be wonderful. I have noticed I have a several new followers on my Instagram page, and I'm going to assume that they're my listeners chiming in. So do me a favor, please, so I know that you're a listener, and I can properly thank you and recognize that it's you. If you would use the hashtag #IntentionalNowPodcast in the comments. And stick it in. I'll stick it in on the podcast description so that you'll have it. So that's hashtag intentional now podcast. I just want to really be able to acknowledge that you are a listener and that makes it fun, right? Again, welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome. We're just about ready to start another weekend. <laughs> what do you have planned? Hmm. This evening that we are, Don and I are going over to spend the evening with my son, Jacob, and his wife. And he's got the barbecue getting hot and ready. I think we're going to have some bratwurst tonight, but it'll be a lovely evening. Oh, breathe in, breathe out. I do enjoy chatting with you. <laughs> I have to kind of slow my engine down a little bit from mock speed um, and just allow myself to relax and think, listen, hear, lots of things, then talk about it and share. And last week was amazing. I listened to it a few times. It really ministered to me. So last week we started on Chapter 10 of the unfinished book. Yeah, and we, we talk about a lot of things in between the lines, right? <laughs> so if you haven't listened to that episode, that would be um, Gateway of Three Infinite Changes, not part number one. 
Um, be sure and catch it. That way you're filled in on the backstory for today. Okay. Also, a couple of reminders um, to follow along with me. You may also purchase the unfinished book on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. All formats are available for your purchase, or you may order one directly from me at kristenwombeck.com, and I would be honored to sign it for you. And also, just a reminder, those of you who are reading through the book, that on my website, um, you also, I've written a, a, let me see. I have written a blog post for each chapter. I have put in photos, testimony, and what was going on when I was writing that chapter. So you have an actual visual of what I am talking about and describing for you. So you make sure that you utilize that, especially if you're a visual learner or visual person, you're you just going to want to see my pictures, right? And it's kind of like, yes, that really happened. <laughs> okay. So here we go. So let's just do a short little recap from last week. Remember I talked about in Revelations 3.20, it says, Here I am, and I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens that door, I will come in and I will eat with that person and they with me. Remember? And then remember... Um, when I was talking about the kingdom of heaven within you, the kingdom of heaven without you when the door swings, and also the kingdom of heaven, heaven and earth. Um, and remember, I shared with you that the Lord revealed to me on the back of my book that that particular model and that particular strategy had always been there. I had that strategy and that um, model on the back of my book all along, and it was pretty amazing. If you'd like to have and see um, that particular message in its fullness, um, plus um, with a little bit of animation, because, you know, I'm animated when I talk, I talk with my hands. So you can actually find that. I recorded it last Sunday, and we recorded it live on Instagram. So if you pop over to my Instagram page, and you look under the IGTV live videos, you can find it there live right here in our home. I ask for you to be patient with us because it, we're beginning. And my husband was recently recruited as the cameraman. So <laughs> we get past it. We get past some of the glitches, but you can still hear it. And you will get more meat from what we are talking about here. Plus, you'll get the visual. You know, I, I tend to explain things with my hands and my body language, and it's just one of my favorite messages. Hmm. Awesome. So now let's move forward on to today's fresh bread, right? 
something fresh, something new, and make sure that you have your questions, that you either write them down or you think about them, or so that when we come to that point for questions, we're all ready to go. Okay? So remember, we left off. We left off, and remember, I had that crazy encounter. <laughs> the crazy encounter where... Um, my garden, the kingdom of heaven within me, that special place that Jesus resides on the inside of me. Remember it flooded? And then how I came up, you know, obviously it came up and my head was bobbing on top of the ocean. And remember I was sitting on top of the ocean. And then you remember that um, Jesus came walking on the water, acting just like himself. And um, he pulled down um, this whiteboard, this divine whiteboard, just grabbed it out of the atmosphere and pulled it down and began to talk to me about my destiny scroll. And then Jesus proceeded to take his robe off of his shoulders, kick off his sandals, and dive back into the ocean. Mm -hmm. And so the little kid in me, what do I do? Remember, I picked up his robe, put it on, and put his sandals on my feet. And that's kind of where we left the encounter part that I was talking about. And so that's kind of where... We're going to tag on to today. So here we are, and we're starting here today in on page 113. And I always do some reading back and forth and talk in between the lines. And that makes, makes it fresh and it makes it alive. And just remember that heaven is alive. Everything in heaven is there for each one of us to encounter. Okay, remember the kingdom of heaven, the door that is opened, and Jesus comes into your heart. And then when you mature, then remember, I discovered, well, I'd never gone out the door. So when you go out the door, you go into the kingdom of heaven, which is Jesus's domain and dominion, right? And then when you mature and you learn all about heaven, and uh, I don't know that I'll ever learn all about heaven, but at least you get your feet mm, kind of underneath you, and you're really good at following Jesus, right? And he explains and he teaches you. Well, then it that door changes from the kingdom within you to the kingdom without you, meaning you followed the river back up into his kingdom. And then it becomes like um, the prayer when um, the disciples asked Jesus to teach us how to pray. Remember, it says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is the portion of on earth as it is in heaven. Once you've experienced heaven, then your door changes and it becomes revolving and you start bringing heaven to earth. And that's how that works. So I'm going to pick up right from there. 
And here we go. So perspective revelations. I opened my computer this morning and something caught the corner of my eye. An insignificant gem hidden in the beautiful architecture of historical library picture that I had chose for my screensaver. I'd chosen a screensaver that was a historical, gorgeous library. Yes. Not an encounter yet. My screensaver. Well, I did a Google search to see if I could find the name and the location, but I was unable to retrieve that information about this historical photo that they used, this regal library room. You know, the dusty old books housed on cherry wood bookshelves, floor to tall ceiling. Each aisle of the shelves had a portable ladder attached and able to slide on the ladder tracks connecting to the roof of the gallery. Can you imagine it? So we're in. My screensaver looks like that historical library. And that historical library and each one of the alcoves where they were totally filled with books from floor to ceiling, there was a particular ladder there that was on um, casters that rolled and it allowed the reader to climb up and down to reach the higher shelves. You can imagine it now, right? Okay. So there is a white, here in this picture, my screensaver, there is a white bust of an outstanding individual set as a marker between the aisles. As daily sitting at one's computer, maybe I had not noticed in the screensaver picture the rungs on the particular ladder. Imagine climbing to the top in search of a particular book but there aren't any more rungs at the top. The last two steps in the rhythm of the design were missing. Hmm, that's odd. I'd never noticed that before. Oh, makes sense in a practical way of things. What use is a stair or a rung on a ladder if you run out of headspace, right? Hmm. I'd never noticed that before, not at all. And and here I'd looked at this screensaver for years. And I never noticed there were not there the last two rungs on the ladder were just missing. What sparks a gem of a moment, even though in this library it appears that you're at the top of the ladder. Well, large logic might dictate. You can't climb any further because the impending ceiling, right? Well, you can't climb any farther, so that's why there's not the last two rungs because your head had hit the ceiling, right? Okay, let's let's really think about this for a minute, okay? In the kingdom of heaven, questions lead to principles. And it doesn't mean you won't find another access or another measure for an ascension. Truth often is revealed much like the flooding encounter in which I find myself sitting in the middle of an ocean, waiting for the next 
Invisible Wrong, Gems of an Encounter, when sharing openly about a controversial dimension. I'll hide it in my heart. So returning, let's just hide that in our hearts, right? My screensaver and this ladder in this historical library and the last two rungs are missing. Just hold that thought in your heart, okay? So we're returning from our relative rabbit trail, which I am really good at taking. <laughs> that rabbit trail of three infinite changes, episode one for us, it continues currently. I am on a spiritual ocean waiting for the next um, rung on the ladder. Jesus has vacated the scene for some reason. And my most intimate place of communication is flooded. Mm -hmm. Not too attractive to go back there. It's totally flooded and I don't have a clue. Not a clue. Well, I didn't see it at first either. A spiritual, um, duh moment. <sighs> I'm sitting down. Yeah. Remember, I tried on Jesus's robe, have on his sandals and... Okay, you can't just stand on top of the ocean forever, so I just sat down, right? <laughs> okay, figure it out, Kristen, right? So I'm sitting down on what, right? <laughs> what could one possibly sit on in the middle of a sea? So I looked, and it appeared to be a rock. Well, more questions. Why is there a rock under my backside to sit on in the ocean? Hmm. Maybe this is why Jesus went for a swim. Sometimes you are much more inquisitive and brave when you're not relying on the one with you who has all the answers, right? Do you ever think about that? Let's just stay there for a minute. The reason why Jesus left the room because it caused me to be inquisitive and ask more questions because I didn't just rely on him. Hmm. It reminds me of the heading quote attributed to Bob Marley. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Sometimes your teacher wants you to mature and to walk in the lessons he's been teaching. I finally figured out that this wasn't an irrelevant rock I was sitting on. In the current light of things, I just wasn't aware. I only knew that this didn't feel like a happy flooding. No, it really bothered me and I didn't understand. Which, it turned out, was actually a promotion. I have officially had a Noah encounter, a marker of a perfect type and shadow. After the 40-day-like day aha, I've come to rest on my mountaintop. Restart, replant. The waters begin to recede and my spiritual eyes shifted into more light 
and my mountain was now next to the mountain of the Lord, a great mountain range to belong to. After that, my affection for my old garden, it was totally satisfied. People often ask me, where does your mountain reside, your spiritual mountain? Because remember, Jesus refers to us, the bride of Christ. We can be a bride. We can be a mountain. We can be a church. There's lots of ways that Jesus talks about us, our tabernacle as a temple, right? So where does your mountain reside? What is the up and the and the down of it all? Well... I see it in two places. I perceive my mountain as seven areas of influence in the spiritual earth realm. That is where I decree I learn to rule and reign. Remember God said that we were a kingdom of priests to rule and reign? Well, that is where I decree and I learn to rule and reign. I also see my mountain in the heavens with him where he rules and waves. And that's where I recognize the authority in the kingdom of heaven that he has given to me. There's a father and a daughter, a relationship to responsibility, a king, a priest, a rabbi to his student, and a student, you know, students, do you have exams? <laughs> okay, now I love this. We are at 39,585 words. Time to make dinner. <laughs> you know, when I started writing down how many words that I had written in the manuscript, it so encouraged me. Very much encouraged me. So remember, we're just a little bit past halfway. I think my book ended up at 65,000 something, something words. So when you set a goal for yourself and you'll find yourself at 39,500 words, it's kind of like, hoo, hoo. It really means a lot to you. So a quick note for us to ponder this is really important. A quick note for us to ponder in the illusion of hierarchical. I didn't say that right. Hi, hierarchical? I'm not saying it right. I think you know the word, though. It's an illusion thought. When Paul said that he saw a man who went up to the third heaven, he is sharing a particular perspective. Writing from a particular perspective. It's fiction Nonfiction, whatever platform you work within, spiritual writing is through a lens of the author's experience. Or we write to illuminate the reader's frame of reference. Jesus is the plumb line for everything, period. And remember, lesser truths that we find equal greater truths. It's still true. But like I described um, from my screensaver, there are more rungs on the ladder. <laughs> you must admit the missing ladder rungs, that nugget has been helpful for us to grasp a concept, right? A Greek mind assumes third heaven, 
was a mathematical equation. Think about it. If there are three, then there must be a one and a two, correct? Well, without experience, we never discovered the possibilities of four, five, or more. It's not hierarchical. Oh, that word again. It's not hierarchical. I think I said it right. <laughs> it's just more. There is a pattern of redemption. Body, soul, spirit. Father, son, Holy Spirit. Outer court, inner court, holy of holies. Kingdom of earth, physical. Kingdom of heaven, spiritual. Heaven light, right? Faith, hope, and love. All are encompassing the Father's great care and love before creation spoke. Higher or our perception of up is just a measurement word to explain that there is also depth, length, breadth, width, and height. Okay? So remember his redemption path. Jesus led captivity captive. And love's desire never keeps people out, right? Love never keeps people out. 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord does not delay as though he were unable to act. And he is not slow about his promise as some count slowness. But extraordinarily patient towards you, patient towards me, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. What is repentance? Let's just turn around and go the correct way. Mm -hmm. His fatherly patience and plan has reached farther than our, than our perceptions of perishing. I am going to share that again because it's very important. Remember Jesus's redemptive path. He led captivity captive, right? After he, after his crucifixion, there he is. He's not on the cross. It says in scripture that he led captivity captive and he went down to the lower realms of the earth to recover the keys of the kingdom, right? And do you remember who he gave the keys of the kingdom to? Yep, I heard you. You and me. Exactly, right? And they opened doors, right? In what realm? Exactly. Okay. So, 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord does not delay as if he were unable to act, and he's not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but he's extraordinarily patient towards you and me. He's not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance, to change, to transformation. His fatherly patience and plan has reached farther than our perceptions of perishing. He has so reached farther. His plan is farther than what the doctrines of man have even begun to pull from the text. 
So I experience the kingdom within you, right? Open the door. Jesus is within you. That's why the experience of, oh, I'm going to open the door. It swings out the kingdom of heaven without on the outside of you. You follow the river up, right? Then there's, so we have the kingdom of heaven within, the kingdom of heaven without, meaning you're following Jesus into his dominion in heaven through his torn flesh, the veil. And then when you mature, then you bring heaven to earth. And what happens to the door? It becomes a revolving door that you move in and out of, bringing heaven to earth. Good, huh? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Thinking. Okay. There was a lot there, wasn't there? <laughs> and I could add some things here in this particular place. I'm thinking, ask me a question. How hungry are you? How hungry, how hungry are you? Hmm? <laughs> because it is important that when revelation or experience is shared, that when it's shared on a hungry heart, then the hungry heart <laughs> takes that meal. They can eat the meat, spit out the bones. They take the meal and they take it to Jesus, the author and the finisher of their faith. They take it to the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus himself, and they say, what about this? A hungry heart always takes it back to Jesus and say, what about this? Is this true? What about the way I believe about it? Is what I believe about you true? And then they listen and they allow him to teach you. So a hungry heart is a heart that wants to learn, a heart that that is even though I didn't understand when I was on this goofy spiritual ocean and Jesus hopped in the water and swam away, I knew that he'd shown me something. And I just patiently waited, patiently waited for the answer and the revelation to come. Yeah, it took a few days. And I finally figured out I was sitting down on the ocean and Again, uh, what are we sitting on? See, when you're patient to listen and patient to learn, your hunger and your desire to know just kind of brings the revelation when you're ready to hear it, implement it, and act upon it. And that is really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good stuff okay I think I'm going to wrap back around so just to get this point across and I, I want to, to invite you again because I, I had such a good time at sharing this message on Sunday and um, I kept asking you know 
what is your story? And if you look at the back of the unfinished book, right, this is what it says. It says, when I was eight, I asked him to come into my heart. Remember? When I was 29, I allowed him to heal my heart. Where is that? That's the kingdom of heaven within me. Yes, that's with Jesus in us. And then that door and my relation progressed and says, when I was 30, I asked him to introduce me to Holy Spirit. When I was 40, I allowed Holy Spirit to change me. So what happened then? Yes, the baptism of Holy Spirit and the speaking of tongues and the evidence of the power of Jesus Christ in my life, right? But with that change, I discovered that the door opened out. And I was so confident in my relationship with him that I walked out the door with him. And it changed me and it transformed me. <laughs> it was fabulous. <laughs> so when I was 48, I agreed with him what he said about me. Well, what is that? I agreed with him that I am a royal priesthood, that we are a holy nation, that we are kings and priests. Well, kings are crowned, right? Because remember, he's the Lord of Lords. Well, who's the Lord's? <laughs> he's the king of kings. Who are the kings? Right? Good questions. Good thought. So when I was 48, I agreed with him with what he said about me. When I was 49, he opened my spiritual eyes to the kingdom. And that was a couple, a few chapters ago, right? The wrestling and the figuring out and the believing God. Believing God. It's kind of believing God. So you could look at it from the point of, okay, my flesh died on the cross with him, right? It was crucified with him. He died for me, but I experienced it. And then I was raised, I'm raised in his resurrection as well. And so I was raised in my spiritual eyes and ears and feelers and all those senses were reignited, right? They were opened, opened for me to learn how to see, how to hear, how to taste, how to touch, how to feel in the spiritual realm and allow Jesus to teach me. Yeah, it was wonderful. And then it says, I'm now 58, and I feel like I'm only beginning. Actually, I'm 62. Huh. I still feel like I'm in kindergarten, and I think that's a really good place to, to be in the kingdom, right? But I'm getting pretty confident of playing in the sandbox, right? <laughs> that's just a really good place to put it. You're just confident in playing the sandbox. But when you remain in kindergarten and you remain in such a teachable way that you can just grow and grow and grow and grow and learn and be stretched and be encouraged, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
All right, it's time for a question, is it? Let me just take a listen here for a minute. Okay. Um, I heard this question. I heard, Kristen, would you pray for me? And I went, okay, I'll pray for you. And I asked, well, what particularly did you want me to pray for you about? And this is what I heard. Um, I heard, Kristen, I, I believe you. Um, I've experienced this with Jesus too. I've stepped through the veil. Um, but I'm struggling with it all is so overwhelming and it's so large and huge. Um, sometimes I don't know if I'm up, down, left or right, length, breadth, width. And I get overwhelmed really easy with the vastness of his kingdom. Great question. And thank you for asking it. Mm -hmm. I too remember that and have experienced that with some of the people that I've had the privilege to teach and be in community with. It just that revelation of that you're on the other side of the veil and you're in heaven is oh my goodness it is overwhelming and sometimes you don't know where to start so i'm going to pray for you all right father god i thank you for this question holy spirit i thank you that you are the comforter and that you lead us and teach us and guide us and minister to us so Holy Spirit, I just thank you for your guidance and your wisdom and the comfort to just say, be patient. To be patient. To allow each one of ourselves to like the rungs on the ladder. Okay, you discovered that the top two were missing, but that didn't stop you from going through the ceiling and realizing that you could stand on that ceiling and it's now your floor. Bravo. I celebrate you. But just take that awesomeness and have communion in where you are now with Jesus. And if he wants to show you something, then you go with him. Ask lots of questions. But asking the questions is the best way to learn. And I think I told you before, one of the, my favorite questions is when I go, Jesus, what question would you ask right now? <laughs> and that'll help you. But just sit and remain in the place that he led you, the place that he's brought you. He's brought you there through honor and through love and to teach you and support you and to bring revelation to you. So just honor where you are. Breathe in, breathe out, have communion and look around the room and wait for the room or the destination or the realm or the dimension Whatever, however you feel like you need to describe it. 
until it opens up completely to you. It's like you've got a camera in front of you and you're trying to um, focus the lens. Just stay in that place until you've got it twisted and turned and have the focus to see where you're at, to perceive where you're at, and allow him to minister to you there. I bless you. I bless you for being brave. I bless you for your hunger. Jesus, I ask that you would give them more. I thank you, God. I thank you. I bless you. And we love to say, in Jesus' name, amen. Good stuff. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Good stuff. So I invite you again. I invite you to follow the podcast. It just helps me serve you. Um, and you get every episode. As soon as I've published it, it just shows up right there in your email box. And then you can put your headphones on and we can have that conversation together. It's a wonderful thing. So I invite you to follow the podcast. Also, I just love relationship. Um, you can find me on all the social media to-dos. I am findable. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and on my website at kristenwaldbeck.com. And I do have some good goodies there for you and things that, you know, I... I'm also a, a multi-industry businesswoman and entrepreneur, so I have some tools and, and courses there that will serve you if that's where the Lord is leading you. I just love to continue to partner with you. And, you know, I'm also an artist, and uh, I must admit that my artistry really advanced when I started singing the kingdom. So almost every little creation that um, I create always has um, heavenly overtones to it, <laughs> which makes it fun. Yes, and I love to. I love stationery because. Um, I just think it's a really important thing to communicate, to respond, to send thank yous, to say thank yous, to comment. Um, I just love that. And I think it's a really important part of our social etiquette to say thank you and to walk in that gratitude. So I have lots of cards that I've designed. You'll be blessed. Go find them and go search them out. Okay, well, I have a dinner to go to <laughs> with my family, my husband, and I'm blessed to have a great relationship with them. I bless you and I bless your day. <laughs> this is always an honor to spend this time with you. You have a fantastic weekend and I will talk to you again real soon. Okay. Bye now. <laughs>